Broncos cheerleaders, and you're listening to Sports Crunch with Decrom. Welcome to a very special edition of Sports Crunch with D-Crom. I'm your host, David Cromolo. In approximately six years of doing this podcast, we have had several notable guests, including Charles Davis of NFL Network and the NFL on CBS, former Chicago Bears director of college scouting Greg Gabriel, and numerous NFL beat reporters from across the country. But never before have we had a current NFL player on the program until now. Our special guest today had a productive college football career at Kansas State, where he played both guard and left tackle. After that, the Bears selected him with the 56th overall pick in the 2016 NFL Draft. During his time in Chicago, he was named to the 2016 PFWA All-Rookie Team and the 2019 Pro Bowl, and he still remains there today as a steady leader and anchor on the Bears' offensive line, playing both guard and center. He is Cody Whitehair, and I am honored and humbled to welcome him to the program. How are you, Cody? Doing great. Thanks, David. You're very welcome, Cody, and uh, let's get started. As you know, we are just a few days away from the uh, 2022 NFL Draft. Hundreds of young men will see their dreams come true as they will get drafted to play in America's biggest professional sports league. But the uh, pre-draft process, as I'm sure you'd agree, having gone through it yourself, is the grind of grinds with all the training, the combine, pro days, top 30 team visits at all. Describe what a day in the life of a prospect looks like in the days leading up to the draft. Yeah, it's, uh, I would definitely say it's your hardest year, your NFL career, um, you know, going through, you know, the end of your last year at college and then, um, you know, playing in those all-star games, whether it be the senior bowl, um, you know, all that, but leading up to that, you know, there's, you know, your training, um, picking an agent, um, you know, financial advisor, all that stuff. So it's, there's a lot of demand in that, um, you know, and obviously the training is, is, is one of the biggest parts because, you know, you're ultimately training for one of the, the biggest job interviews of your, of your career, um, you know, and that being the, the combine and your pro day and all that. So you got to really take that, um, you know, very serious. And then, you know, some teams will have you in for a top 30 visit as well. Um, and those are basically, you know, where you come in, check out the facility, meet the coaches, um, you know, get a feel for the staff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really fun. Um, you know, obviously those can, those can be, um, you know, kind of challenging if, if you're, you know, on the East coast and you're going to the West coast, those can be long days, but it's, but it's a really fun experience. And, you know, obviously if some, some teams start early, you get to meet some players too. So it's a pretty cool experience, but it's definitely, um, you know, one of the hardest years, uh, you know, of, of your professional career leading into your rookie year. Absolutely. And uh, just an educated guess, uh, how many top 30 visits uh, did you take? I took, um, I think I took two, one to Atlanta and then one to the Bears, um, you know, but they, they were, they were great experiences. You know, you got to, you got to really dive in and, and really meet, um, you know, all the people of, of, you know, potentially your future team. So it's really cool. Absolutely. And a few weeks ago, you and your Bears teammates began your 2022 offseason program with a completely new regime in place. What are your early impressions of new head coach Matt Eberflus and new GM Ryan Poles? Yeah, they're they're really great guys. Um, you know, with Ryan being a former offensive lineman, um, you know, he definitely, um, 
you know, gets, gets everything it takes to, you know, be a successful offensive lineman, whether that be training, um, you know, diet and nutrition, um, all that stuff. So he's put together, you know, him and coach Eberflus have put together a really good, good team and, uh, you know, a, a great group of coaches. Um, you know, we're, we're, we just had our mini camp this past week, um, you know, our voluntary mini camp and it's, it's awesome, man. It's, um, you know, what we got going on and, and the culture they're, they're building here. Um, it makes me really excited. So, so far, so good. Great first impression. And, you know, leading up to, to we're getting ready to start our phase two and then OTAs were, there's a lot of excitement around the building and, you know, a high ceiling of what this team can, can be. Oh, absolutely. I definitely share that optimism. And a lot of Bears fans share that optimism as well, because even though you are currently undergoing a major roster overhaul that will take some time, um, the main reason for that uh, aforementioned optimism is because of the promising young quarterback you block for in Justin Fields. And in addition, you have a new offensive coordinator in Luke Getzey, someone that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams absolutely raved about. And I mean, raved about and highly, highly valued during their time together in Green Bay. How will Getsy's offense get the most out of Justin Fields? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's perfect for Justin, um, you know, being able to use his legs as, as well as his his knowledge um, that he brings to to our team. You know, I think this offense is going to be really good for him, um, you know, and he 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 definitely fits the scheme very well. So we're really excited where he's at. We got to see a little glimpse glimpse of it last week, um, you know, and he handled everything really well. So we're really excited to to keep working together and keep learning this offense and, um, you know, all that through OTAs and, and stuff and, you know, getting ready for the season. Yes. And how reminiscent is Getsy's offense from the offense Matt LaFleur has run in Green Bay these past couple of years? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's obviously some similarities. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into scheme and all that. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited of, of, of what's to come and, uh, you know, the staff that, uh, you know, Ryan and, and Coach Eberflus have, have put together, um, you know, the offensive staff is great. Um, you know, we're really excited. Everybody has the same goal and passion every day, um, you know, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun. I'm sure it is. And for the first three years of your pro career, you got to be in the same building with one of the most renowned coaches in modern NFL history. And I'm talking about Vic Fangio. As of right now, his defense is the most popular defensive system around the entire NFL. Why do you think that is the case? And how does Fangio's defense make life extra difficult on an offense? Yeah, he's he's a great coordinator. Um, you know, his, his scheme, everything, is it, it makes it really tough. Um, you know, the biggest thing I think um, – that makes it so successful is there's, there's so much, um, you know, whether it be different coverages, different fronts, different, um, you know, alignments from each player, um, you know, there, there's a, there's a quite a variety, you know, they're not just a, a four, three team or a three, four team, or, you know, they, they mix it up with different personnels and, and blitzes and all sorts of stuff that make it tough. So he's, he's definitely one that, uh, you know, you, you circle on, on your schedule and make sure you're ready for that defense because, uh, you know, you're going to get their best shot week in and week out. You most certainly are. And uh, you just uh, perfectly explained why it was a far more difficult decision than many thought it would be for current Broncos GM George Payton to fire him. It was actually very tough uh, 
to let a mind like that go, even though uh, the wins didn't come, uh, his uh, coaching resume, his defensive wizardry, they speak for itself. And that's why it was an exceptionally difficult uh, decision. And now let's uh, go back to the draft for a moment at one of your positions. There is a hot center prospect in this year's draft in Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa. He may be the most talented center to enter the league in quite some time. However, there is buzz that suggests that he may fall out of the first round, at least in part because he's strictly a center with little to no experience at guard. And uh, you know this well. You were drafted as high as you were because of your versatility along that offensive line. Why does the NFL put such a huge premium on interior offensive linemen that can play both center and guard like yourself? Yeah, I mean, th no matter what position on the on the offensive line, you have to be versatile, whether it be a tackle guard or a guard center. Um, but specifically speaking, as, as an in interior guy, um, you know, there's there's only seven potentially eight guys that dress, you know, on game day. Um, so you know, the versatility that you have being an interior player that can play all three, whether it be right guard, center, or left guard. Um, you know, we all know this is a violent game, injuries happen, um, you know, so the more that you can do, especially, you know, interior wise, being able to play all three, your, your, your value and your longevity in this, in this league is, is definitely, um, you know, higher. So that would be the thing that I would say is due to injuries, um, due to the amount of guys that shoot up um, on game day, you know, you're very limited. So you have to be able to, be versatile and play all three so that when you're in a punch, you know, you don't miss a beat out there and you, and you feel comfortable playing all three positions. Uh, yes. And uh, back to Ryan Poles for a minute. Speaking of offensive line, uh, he has uh, begun uh, retooling uh, the Bears offensive line in earnest. I fully expect you guys to draft uh, another interior lineman and a tackle uh, in the draft this coming week. And uh, you signed a pretty underrated player in free agency from the Packers in Lucas Patrick. Um, and my question is, uh, with Lucas Patrick now in the fold, uh, do you think it's more likely you are at center or at guard this season? You know, obviously things can change, um, you know, but I've been playing playing guard for the most part. Um, you know, so Lucas is a great kid. He's a great player. Um, you know, I've got to know him a little bit here in the short time that, uh, you know, we've been working together here for – for three weeks or so now. So, you know, Lucas is a great kid. He works hard. Um, you know, very good addition that the staff has, has brought to here to Chicago. Um, you know, he's a good leader. Um, you know, so I'm really excited where he's at. Yes. And uh, sticking with the interior offensive lineman for the moment, as you can tell by the background in my room, I am a huge Denver Broncos fan. And I believe you may know a certain someone on the Broncos. Of course, I'm talking about your fellow K-State offensive lineman, Dalton Reisner. Do you know Dalton? And if so, how often do you communicate these days? Yeah, I know Dalton. Um, he was there when I was there. Um, you know, he was a little bit younger than I was. Um, so got to know him a little bit. Um you know, he's a good kid. He works hard. Um, you know, he's, he's off to a good start to his career there in Denver. Um, you know, I think he uh, had a little bit of injury last year, but, uh, you know, he'll bounce back. And I think he's a great young player. He's going to play a long time in this league. And, uh, you know, us, us K-Staters, we, we stay in contact for sure. Um, you know, and especially the O-line group, as tight as, tight as we are, um, you know, we follow each other throughout the league and, and keep in contact for sure. Yes. and. Uh... 
another striking similarity between the Broncos and Bears, and there have been several over the past several years, several of the same notable people like uh, Vic Fangio, Ed Donatel, uh, Bryce Callahan, Danny Trevathan, you name it, have walked through both of those buildings and uh, Kyle Fuller last year as well. And I only expect that list to keep growing. Another similarity, just like the Bears, you guys with Luke Etsy, the Broncos picked another guy off the Packers coaching staff to be their head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. And thus uh, the uh, Hackett offense that they'll be running in Denver has some similarities to the offense you'll be running this season in Chicago as well. How do you think the Nathaniel Hackett offense will allow Dalton to play the best ball of his career this season, which is a contract year for him? Yeah. I mean, that offense, you know, both these offenses, um, you know, they're very offensive line friendly, Um, you know, so that's, that's, that's obviously a really nice, nice part being an offensive lineman is to play in this system. Um, you know, so I really think Dalton's going to really excel. I'm really happy for him, um, you know, and look forward to seeing what he can put out there this year. Absolutely. And the uh, blocking scheme employed by all those uh, schemes that we just mentioned is the zone blocking scheme. What are the advantages of a zone blocking scheme compared to a power man blocking scheme? I mean, the, the biggest thing is you get to, um, you know, sh- show your talent, your lateral movement, um, you know, getting up to the second level and, and, and making blocks at the second level to spring, um, you know, 20, 30, 40 yard runs. Um, you know, so I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, in, in these in these um, offenses that we're, we're running is that, uh, you know, off, athletic offensive linemen is very key. Um, you know, being able to, to move very well laterally, um, as well as getting to the second level and getting to the second level and sustaining your blocks at the second level to spring, you know, really good runs. So, um, you know, that would be the thing that I would say there. Oh, definitely. You and Dalton are going to be blocking for some great running backs this year. Javante Williams in Denver and, uh, in Chicago, you guys with, uh, David Montgomery, and Khalil Herbert. And not only that, both you and Dalton are going to get to block for two quarterbacks with very similar play styles obviously you and Justin Fields and Dalton with Russell Wilson and uh, my question is how does the job of an offensive lineman change when blocking for an athletic quarterback known for extending plays like a Justin Fields or a Russell Wilson yeah it's 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 definitely a, an advantage for us offensive linemen um, not only because the defense has to have another person um, you know spying those guys or, or, or accounting for them as well um, you know, so it definitely makes your your um, blitz packages and stuff a little bit less hectic for us, um, but also being able to extend plays and, you know, w- when stuff does hit the fan and, you know, they get us on a blitz or they get us on a certain protection or something and being able to to move and extend that play, um, you know, potentially getting outside the pocket and running the ball. Um, you know, that's definitely a huge advantage for offensive linemen for sure. And uh, just curious, so when you heard about the uh, trade of Russell Wilson to the Broncos, uh, did you reach out to Dalton and tell him that you're going to have a lot of fun playing with a quarterback like that because it uh, will uh, be an advantage to you as a guard? Yeah, um, like I said, we we keep in contact, all of us K-State guys. So, uh, you know, we we obviously hear about certain guys that, that end up on, you know, our teams or whatever. And, you know, there's obviously some conversation that's had. So, uh, you know, like I said, I'm happy for Dalton and I hope they have a, have a great year this year. 
Oh, absolutely. And I definitely hope the same for uh, you and Justin Fields. And uh, as you know, Dalton is known as a champion off the field with his Reisner Up Foundation. And I wanted to know what are some of your favorite causes off the field to champion and why? Yeah, um, one of my biggest ones I, I try and do every offseason, um, you know, is, is visit children's hospitals. Um, you know, I I have, um, you know, a child of my own and another one on the way. So my, my passion is children. Um, you know, unfortunately with this, with this pandemic that we've been in, you know, it's kind of been hard to, to physically be able to go into hospitals and visit the kids. Um, you know, but that's one of my, one of my favorite things to do. Um, you know, we have a very, very well-known and, and well thought after children's hospital here in Chicago is in Lurie's children's hospital. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal place. I've been, I've been going down there and doing, you know, the past couple of years, we did some visits over zoom, um, you know, but it's, it's just the, the smile and you, you know, the joy that you bring to those kids when they're, you know, literally fighting for their lives and um, you know, all sorts of things like that. It's, it's, it's very humbling and very rewarding for me. Um, another thing I do a lot um I give back to my community. Um, you know, I'm big on that. There's a, you know, I come from a small town in Kansas, um, you know, and, uh, any little bit that I can help, you know, whether that be financially, um, you know, just getting back and helping the programs and, you know, seeing the little kids, um, you know, I'm all about that too. Um, you know, my high school just put in a, a brand new turf facility, um, you know, they use Mammoth Sports Construction. Um, that's a Kansas-based um, construction company. Um, you know, so I helped out with that a little bit too, um, you know, and getting better facilities for those young kids to, to bring joy to, you know, their athletic careers and, and give back to that. So those are a couple things that, uh, you know, I'm very passionate about and uh, try to do every offseason and, you know, anytime I can. That is just absolutely wonderful to hear. And uh, many players and people I know who work in NFL organizations share your view about those children's hospitals. They are some of the best community service uh, visits uh, you can take. And uh, just a curious question, how many hours of community service does your contract require you to perform each year? Yeah, I'm not totally sure off the top of my head. Um, you know, like I said, during our downtimes and when I do have time, I try and, you know, give back to the community, not only, um, you know, my community back home, but uh, the community here in Chicago as well. Um, you know, and there, there's so many great opportunities, um, you know, community service wise that, uh, you know, the Bears help us with or, you know, our agents or whoever help us with, uh, you know, giving back to these communities as well. So they're, they're, they're really fun times, um, you know, and I really enjoyed a lot. He is Cody Whitehair, Pro Bowl Guarded Center for the Chicago Bears. Cody, thank you so much once again for donating your time to our program today. But before we let you go, we want to start the debut of a new game here on Sports Grinch. You're, you're from Kansas. I yep. assume you are a pretty big country music fan. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you get to be the first contestant on our game of country music superlatives. In this game, you get to pick a country music song for a certain event and explain why you like it best for that particular event. What country music song makes the best pregame warm-up song? I think, you know, I go back to, to my years growing up and, and playing this sport for such a long time. You always go back to 
um, you know, when Kenny Chesney put up the song, the boys of fall, um, you know, that, that always, you know, I used to listen to it when I was growing up, um, you know, playing, playing both high school and, and in college, um, you know, and I still, I still listen to it before every game this year, or, you know, since I've been in the pros, um, you know, the reason I like about it is just because it talks about, you know, all the, all the, you know, the Friday night lights and putting on the pads and going out and smelling fresh cut grass and just getting ready to play ball. So that's kind of been my, uh, my go-to pregame song. Oh, absolutely. Whether it be Kenny Chesney, Luke Combs, Darius Rucker, uh, all those guys evoke football in their lyrics. And that honestly, at least from my perspective, is one of the most appealing things about their music. What is the best country music song to celebrate a touchdown to? Yeah, I've, I've kind of been going back and forth with this one. Um, you know, the the one that comes to mind is, is They Don't Know, a Jason Aldean song. Um, you know, it just, you know, it, the kind of upbeat, um, you know, the rhythm that it brings. Um, you know, I just, I've, I've liked uh, Jason Aldean for a long time. I've really enjoyed all the music he puts out, and that's, that's kind of a good touchdown song. Yes, and uh, speaking of Jason Aldean, uh, he recorded a amazing song called "A Straight to Hell" with uh, Darius Rucker and uh, Luke Bryan, and uh, I for forget the name of the the other guy. I think he's from Lady Antebellum. Uh, it, it's a great tune. I think you should check that one out. I think it uh, would be a perfect song for several other occasions. The best, yeah, for sure, music, absolutely, and the best country music song to help cope with a loss. Yeah, there's a, uh, you know, being closer to. Uh you know, being a Kansas boy, you, you, you kind of listen to some Texas country as well. Um, you know, this, this one that I've, uh, kind of, kind of really enjoyed is, uh, till you can't by Cody Johnson. Um, you know, just because it talks about, um, you know, chasing dreams and, um, all that stuff. And, you know, with that, with every, with every dream and with every, you know, when there's obviously adversity too. And that's, um, you know, it talks about, you know, being able to, to, you know, still chase your dream, even though you're fighting through adversity. Absolutely. I will definitely check that song out and I will actually be seeing Cody Johnson. I think he's opening for Luke Combs at Empower Field on May the 21st. I can't wait. That's going to be an awesome show, man. And absolutely. What, absolutely. What about the best country music song to celebrate a victory to? Yeah. Um, you know, this one kind of goes back a little bit. Um, it's a song by Brooks and Dunn. Um, it's called proud of this house we built, um, you know, and it just talks about the foundation. And I think, you know, it all ties back to, you know, like we talked about before the, the preseason process where, you know, you're in, you're in your OTAs, you're in your mini camps, you're, you know, you're in training camp. And that's, you know, that's where I think you, you know, this song talks about building the foundation, um, you know, and that's kind of where, you know, the best thing is, you know, once you'd have that victory to know where you had to come from and the foundation you had to build to get that victory. I think that's a pretty cool song. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned Brooks had done to me because I've been listening to them uh, in recent days. And uh, another uh, country victory song that I think you should let your Bears teammates in on is a song that Luke Combs recorded with Brooks had done a couple years ago called One Too Many. It's a it's a drinking song, but I think it's the perfect celebration song for a win. So that's another yeah. one to add to your list there, Cody. And sure. uh, last but not least, the best country music song for a first dance at a wedding. Yeah. So, uh, I think the one that pops into my head is, uh, who I am with you by Chris Young. Um, 
you know, it's kind of funny. Um, that was my wife and I's first dance song at our wedding. So, um, you know, being a Kansas kid and a, and a country music fan, um, you know, this, uh, this kind of hit home with me as far as, you know, my personal life too, with, uh, you know, my wife and I, so that was our first dance song. So, um, you know, I think that's a, that's a great song. Cody Whitehair, Pro Bowl center and guard for the Chicago Bears. Thank you so much once again for joining us for this very special episode. And that concludes this special interview. But we return on Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. Central, 5.30 p.m. Mountain. And on Friday night at 5.30 p.m. Central, 4.30 p.m. Mountain Time for our annual 2022 NFL Draft live streams. Go ahead and mark your calendar so you can catch myself, my right-hand man, Hal Bent, Andrew Weedman, and other special guests break down all the picks as they are made. In addition, from literally right now through April 29th, you can donate to help raise some much-needed funds for orphan children in Ukraine. Click the link in my Twitter bio for more details and always know that no contribution is too small. Speaking of which, be sure to follow me on Twitter at dcrom 59 and on Instagram and TikTok at SportsCrunch with DCROM. And remember, that's Crunch with a K. Also, be sure to check out the new and approved SportsCrunch.com. For Cody Whitehair, this is David Cromlow saying so long, stay awesome, and whatever you're doing this week celebrating the draft, please continue to keep the brave, inspiring people of Ukraine in your thoughts and prayers. Until next time, cats and kittens, stay cool, and Slava Ukraini! Glory to Ukraine! <laughs>